Hi, welcome to the Good For Her podcast. Oh, I was going to be less loud last time. Remember, because every time I do the opening, I'm like, um, hi, and then it's like, lick your back, and I'm like, Viviana, shush. Um, but <laughs> I think it's good to be loud. It's good to be loud. Do you guys yeah. like it? Welcome yeah. to the podcast. Um, today's a special day. We're here at the TH&K 1994 Museum, Matt and I. And Robert Balkovich, our co-host, is in Brazil. Hello. Hola. Boa noite. <laughs> what, what's that like? Um, it's great. It's very warm here. Um, I've been eating a lot. of. This is actually the literally the first day. I've been here for like two and a half weeks, and it's the first day that I haven't been like sick in some way. So I'm mm. feeling very great about Brazil today. Yeah, but it's like very lovely. It's very um, just like fun and the food is great and like you can drink in public so everyone just walks down the street drinking beers like the main activity is just sitting and drinking a giant beer so what's not to love fantastic well, that sounds nice. matt and i don't have passports oh so well we are so impressed i was gonna say come to brazil um as the uh, the kids are like want to two say weeks it might take us to get no, but isn't there. new york <laughs> is like the only city in the world new york you can't i once had a in 24 hours yeah, no, I once had a friend whose boyfriend surprised her and was like, guess what, next week we're going to Berlin. And she's like, cool, I don't have a passport. And she got it in like two days. You have to pay like $800 or something. But it can be done. Yeah, I, I, I fly out on Sunday and see my, my sister. And we went to a party the other day and I left my, left my wallet, but it was at the Upper East Side. So I had today to go back to the Upper East Side. And it took three hours. But at this party, we met somebody who invented the unstainable shirt. Whoa. Yeah, they're going to be on QVC soon, they said. But then when they said, when they were explaining it to us, Viviana misheard them and thought that they said that they invented the unsustainable shirt. (laughs) Like a shirt just made out of plastic bags. I was just so ready to be like, yes, babe. Oh, fuck yeah. (laughs) You did it, girl. You said, fuck it, you did it. Bold choice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wait, is an unstainable shirt the kind where, it, like, the water just drips off? Is an unstainable shirt the kind where, like, the water just rolls up and drips off? Rolls right off. Oh, yeah. yeah. So what she does is she, she, yeah, I saw a demonstration. They pour stuff on, and it's just very, like, starchy, I guess. And so it just it kicks the water right off of it. Which, to cool. that, I say... No. no. <laughs> Damn it. I say good for her. Good for her. That's going to be the last time that happens this episode because I know the order now. I really did look at it. And then um, we are going to just jump. We also just, we do, we, you'll know when we do it, but we are debuting a new category tonight. <gasps> a new category is being There debuted. is a new sound clip. Yeah. And um, I mean, just like hold on to your, your, your butts. I actually... <laughs> I didn't even know about this, so I'm like in. We forgot I'm, to tell you. On the edge of my seat. I'm at the edge it's of my wicker be, chair in my hotel room. It. Yeah, no spoilers. Um, so let's be, let's just jump right in. Um, uh, we're gonna pull some from some hot topics from the Facebook group. Um, Rosie K shared: Feral peacocks are attacking luxury cars after seeing their own reflections. <laughs> That's Absolutely. A, a major good for her. And someone did point out that um, the peacocks that would be doing this are male peacocks. But as we have said from the beginning of this podcast, her is a gender neutral term. At any point in time that someone is having a good for her moment, they become a her. So in this instance, these male, uh, probably in extremely horny peacocks, I'm assuming, who are probably fighting for territory or whatever, are hers. So good for hers. Yeah, apparently um, there was a peacock farmer. I think this is in like... New Zealand or something. There's a peacock farmer who just abandoned uh, their peacock farm. Oh, good for her. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you don't want abandoning to anything. Bait, you know, 
Um, and um, now the peacocks have become feral, um, and they kind of run this town. And <laughs> that's a very New Zealand. Feral's thing. like you know, like when there's like feral cats, like they're just like they're ready they're, for it. No, <laughs> they're absolutely ready for it, but they're like they're like homeless and like they just like they live off the land and they cannot be owned. Okay. They yeah. can't be owned. You don't go up and pet a feral cat. Oh, okay. So these peacocks. So feral's like. Like, y'all, y'all that, he's Feral. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, all right. yeah, yeah, which is um, a girl, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. Feral doesn't, yeah, doesn't necessarily mean horny, but it does in some ways. Yeah. Um, speaking of horny, Lady Gaga ride, uh, rode a horse to the Malibu market, and she bought a green juice. Yeah, she got on a horse. Um, she uh got on that horse i guess the horse was given to her by interscope records okay. oh, she good. wanted to go to those are the only two i get messed up <laughs> uh, interscope records gave her a horse uh she got on the horse and she was going to a, a green market and she bought herself a green juice and you know what Good for her. Yeah, good for her, and good for her for um, doing um, gr- a green sustainability mode of transportation to the green market to get the green juice. I really appreciate that that full circle journey that she took. Yeah, yeah. Keep it green. Keep it green. Yes. And she needs an unsustainable sh- an unsustainable shirt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is not necessarily unsustainable. Yeah. We got one for her. Um, that was also shared by Rosie K. Thank you, Rosie K., for your contributions. Um, Jonathan F. shared an article from The Guardian about how Mariah Carey bathes in milk. And um, the interviewer had, was asking things about um, rumors about her, like if she really asked for 100 doves on her rider, and she was like, no. Um, and he's like, do you bathe in mineral water? And she's like, I bathe in milk. Wonderful. Good for her. Good for her. Huge. Major good for her. Major good for her. Um, this one is a scary one. Uh, Sharon Stone has had her second run-in with a Komodo dragon. Now, the first one ate her husband. And then well, <laughs> just his, that... his toe, to be fair, to the Komodo dragon. I didn't know about this. The first one ate her husband? The toe? Yeah. Well, I thought he really, it was, he just, he, only the toe was bitten? Only the toe. Komodo, so they, they were. Komodo aren't huge. They were um, on like a okay, I'm about to debut this new theme song. Okay. As she just said, Komodo dragons aren't huge. And to that I say. Her spirit bit me. Because I so fucking disagree. That's insane. <laughs> No, by the way, that is our, if you haven't noticed, that's our new sound effect. That's, it's yeah. Sister Patterson, our dear friend who yeah. we met, um, uh, when she was on um, a show where she was introduced to Dina Lohan, yeah. she refused to shake her hand, yeah. and she said, Her spirit bit me. <laughs> yeah. So when something is like very shocking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like beyond cut it out. Then it's, it's her spirit bit Her spirit bit me. Yeah. And that's how I feel. And about. I just I want mean, to clarify... For me, this is a cut it out for the Komodo dragon because that must have been very triggering for Sharon to see it running down. Because as far as I saw, it was running down her street. Like she just walked out of her house and it was just like scampering along like the gutter, basically. And after her previous run-in with the Komodo dragon um, that ate her husband's foot or toe or all of him, I'm not sure now. Um, that she, um, she just Robert, didn't need that. Can you her a little tie about whether or not um, Komodo dragons are huge or not? <laughs> I think that... They can be, but not necessarily. So my entire Komodo dragon experience is that episode of the Wild Thornberries where they, she goes to the Komodo dragon island and gets terrorized 
by one and that one was very large but it was also a cartoon so i don't know if i can right. use that as as a, an official like measurement guide dragon right now oh yeah no, they can be big i know what this is now i know what this is yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, i don't want to ever meet one i don't want to ever meet one yeah. no and their saliva is poisonous um so like i think that was like one of the big deals with oh. her husband getting his toe bit off is that it's also like can like rot your skin or something did her husband die? No, I think he's fine. I, I'm not going to look it up, but if he's not, R.I.P., but I think he survived. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's important. And he probably died later from complications from the Komodo dragon. <laughs> yeah, so may he rest. Okay, here's one where I'm not sure if it, I'm not sure if this one's a good for her. I don't know if this is a cut it out. I don't know if it's her spirit bit me. I don't know if it's outer girl. Let's let's open it up for discussion, okay? Yeah. Um, uh, Alex M. shared, uh, Sheila LaBeouf, Shia LaBeouf. I've never heard it. His great actress, Sheila Booth. Sheila Booth is playing his own father in a new biopic titled. You're really on a roll with these pronunciations. Sheila Booth. And a girl. Is playing his own father in new biopic. Titled Honey Boy. Mm. Um, That's a, I, for me, it's a not my business. I just, I, there's so much stuff go, with everything going on yeah. in the world, all the turmoil. I just don't need to, I just can't, ha I don't have energy to focus on Shia LaBeouf uh, playing a song. That's right, it's not my business. So it's a, it's a hard, I agree 100%. Not my business it's a not me. my business. Mm -hmm. It's not my business. I do, um, I want to I want to set aside some time later to think about the title Honey Boy, but it's not on the top of my to-do list, you know. Yeah, maybe if maybe if things <laughs> mellow out, maybe if, if we like figure out North Korea um, after the season of Real Housewives of New York, maybe then I'll have some time. But as of right now, I can't I can't go down that road. Okay, excellent. So we um, we are declaring this and not none of my business. Yeah. Okay, uh, a British woman flies in business but makes her kids sit in coach. Yeah, so this... Oh, okay, well, I don't know if kids need to sit in business class. No, for me, this is a hard good for her. Um, apparently, I, the headline... This is like a BuzzFeed article. The headline is, people are furious with this TV presenter for making her kids slum it in coach while she flies premium. Um, don't waste your money on those little kids. They'll be... they'll. It's an excellent growing experience to have they'll to be, sit and in they, coach. They don't want to be by their mom. They want to like have a little adventure by themselves, you know? They, and they're they smaller. They don't need a big seat. With. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely good for her. Do we have a new good for her? Um... We were going to, but no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we, um, we, there's also a clip of Joy Behar saying good for her. If you have clips of um, your favorite celebrity saying good for her, not my business, or cut it out, send it on over. Um, like kind of my job, but okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, do not send it over. Okay. Um, Brigitte Sorry. Nielsen. Ooh. Pregnant at 54. Her spirit bit me. What? Yeah. <laughs> you can't mess these up. It's like, that's so rude to Brigitte. You I know, mean, when it's yeah. a huge. I think definitely. At a girl. At a girl. Yeah. Definitely I was a girl. so shocked when I saw this shared in the Facebook group. I'm not sure who originally shared it. I do apologize. But um, I, Matt and I had been telling people for, I think, a solid year that Brigitte was dead. No, oh. the craziest thing is that I once told that, I said somebody, Brigitte Nielsen is dead. 
And they said, no, she's not. And I said, Google it. And they pulled out their phone and they looked at it for like a minute or whatever. And then, and they're like, oh, wow. And then that like conversation ended. But then, so like, I don't know what, they must have like fake Googled it or halfway through been like, you know, I don't really care. Yeah, Um, and who was it? Let's find out. I don't remember, but I know that that happened. Or they were just getting like unconfirmed reports uh, either way. So they couldn't, didn't have time to like really get to the source of whether or not she was alive. Um, yeah, and whoever did that to us, her spirit bit me. Yeah, you know? yeah. definitely. We will find out who you are. Yeah. 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 Um, would you? I think Matt texted uh, me this like in a in a frenzy like news about Brigitte Nielsen. And it when you were manic. like she's pregnant, I was like that is literally not possible because like I honestly thought she was fifty four, and I don't even mean this in like she like she looked she has always looked amazing. She still looks amazing, but she's looked like she was like a really amazing like. Scandinavian 54 since she was on Flavor of Love. Like, she just has yeah. always looked like a sturdy, beautiful, fresh 54-year-old. Just because, like, she's she's been around for so long. Yes, you know? and she's also, just... yeah, absolutely. She's had a, a long and a prosperous career, so... We did I... once, and we have a tabloid wall here, the world-famous tabloid wall, and we did notice in one of the back pages of one that Brigitte Nielsen had a psychic hotline. Oh, oh yeah, she did. Too. That's a good for her. That is a absolute good for her. And you know what? And it's a cut it out for us for not having called it before it uh, went off the airlines, the airwaves. Cut it out. Um, so that's uh, so, on us. So you're there in uh, Brazil, Robert. Uh, yes. Any, have you noticed any eyes on the ground? Have you noticed any good for hers there? Yes, I do actually have three quick uh, Brazilian good for hers for you guys. So the first is kind of just a fun one. Um, So I learned since I've been here that the current sort of most like popular pop star, like generally popular pop star in Brazil right now is this like... Like they're Britney Spears. Yeah, like they're Beyonce right now. Um, Okay. is this like 23 year old drag queen named Pablo Vitar, who is like so cool, so sexy. She does these like incredible music videos. There's a music video for making out with Diplo. Um, she, and her music oh. is like great. And she has an incredible voice. And she is, when I say like most popular pop star, I don't even mean like among gay people or among like drag race fans, but like just like straight up, like one of the most popular musicians like also coming out of Brazil right now. Also very hot and not in drag. Yeah. Just Google it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That's Diplo. <laughs> She's looking oh, at a picture of Diplo. <laughs> um, and I actually saw her. I actually almost died. Okay. <laughs> Diplo's very hot. Uh, Diplo is very it's hot. The, it's the first picture that came up when I said Pablo was her, well, so I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. Okay. Um, um, that's a great good for her, okay? Yeah, and, I, and a quick aside on that. a fun place to be. I almost died because she was performing at Sao Paulo Pride on a float, and the way that they do it there is like, you like it's like a very wide avenue so it's not like in the west village where you're like crowded onto one street and you just like stand in one place and watch the float goes by you like follow the floats you want to like for like that are playing the music you want to listen to so she was performing on one of the floats and it was a literal like stampede that almost killed my friends and i that i was with and when we like got out of it i just assumed like it's brazil like everyone everything is like wild like in the streets blah 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 and when we like got out of the stampede where we almost were trampled to death my friends were like that was like the craziest thing i've ever experienced in my life so i was like okay so she's uh she's the real deal um so moving on i have two quick (laughs) good yeah good for her two quick (laughs) politics good for hers um 
the first is Brazil's having a presidential election coming up in 2018. The current front runner in that presidential election is actually the former president. And this is all, um, all this information is not verified. I'm not an expert. Do not uh, try to quote me on this. Uh, so we, And we know nothing about this. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I know only a little bit more than you. So please, if I get this wrong, any Brazilian fans who might have, uh, don't find me and and yell at me. Um, so the current front runner in the elections is actually the former president from, I think, 2003 to 2008, who is like hugely popular president, like credited with like creating Brazil's middle class. He has since been um, arrested on corruption charges and is in jail, but is still the front, like still has not suspended his presidential campaign, even though he's like legally not allowed to be president anymore, that he's been in prison. And he's still put like the far and away front runner. Like he's still to at this point pulling like 30 points ahead of his closest competitor. Um, so even though he's legally not allowed, he might still win the election and then they just won't have a president, I guess. I'm not sure, but good for her for um, still waging on in the face of total adversity. Some dissension, I see. <laughs> um, um, that was uh, meant to be a good burn. <laughs> and the last one, um, the current president of, the Br of Brazil is wildly unpopular, literally only has a 5% approval rating. He announced recently that he's not going to be running for re-election. And when he announced that, he announced it by saying like, oh, even though the people are clamoring for me to run for re-election, I will not be doing so, blah, blah, blah. So good for her for that really taking- like I cut it out though. <laughs> I see, I think it's good for her because he's spinning the narrative um, to his favor. He's really taking, taking the bull by the horns and he's not allowing the media and ratings to uh, dictate his own public perception. Well, you know what happens when those two go to war with each other, cut it out, and good for her, we get a... That's why it's kind of business. <laughs> <laughs> and it is, because none of us really know anything about, <laughs> about the situation. <laughs> but um, the kind of main thing we want to talk about today is something that is kind of like a little bit uh, in the news, kind of, a little bit. Well, a little bit. <laughs> well, it's um, people who have faked their own death uh, and just the genre of faking, the idea of faking your death uh, itself. And I think it would be, we could say it was in the news because there's that Russian journalist who did that recently. And um, then we just found some other ones that we kind of uh, feel like are maybe the more important ones that people aren't talking about right mm -hmm. now. That we need to talk about. But yeah. in case you don't know, a little bit about this, uh, the Russian journalist whose name was, uh, or is, something that I don't really, to be quite honest with you, want to try and pronounce. But yeah, let's, yeah, let's not even... <laughs> Babchenko is what I think it is. Great. Um, but I think you probably, you, you, everyone's heard of this, right? And tell me about yeah. it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he was Great. He, he, it's like very complicated because it's sort of like um, espionage, like I can, like Red yeah. Sparrow. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. So he was trained since childhood as a, no. <laughs> he's way, plucked he out of a Red dance Sparrow academy for the first time, and that's a huge. Oh, a Red Sparrow gets it's a, a huge. No, 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 no. Her spirit. No. <laughs> Good for her. There we go. Good you for her. her. It's a great fucking movie. It's such a good movie. Um, uh, and I, 
Um, but yeah, so this Russian journalist, he was reportedly shot dead in Kiev, but he turned up alive in a news conference in Ukraine. Um, but in like the video of the news conference is like some guy being like, blah, 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 Russian, Russian, Russian. And then the guy just walks out and the peep, the audience is like gasping as though it's like one of those like wig under a wig reveals on RuPaul's Drag Race. Like it's like they, no one had any idea that he was still alive. And like it was just like this publicized news conference. And everyone's like, <gasps> and then he comes out and he's just like, guess what? Like, bam, I'm still here. So it's a reveal, which is We huge. love a good reveal. Yeah. Um, but I think the best way to start out talking about some of the more famous, uh, most important people who have faked their own death would be uh, to start with Nick Parsons. I don't know if anybody's familiar with Nick Parsons, but that is uh, Libby Parsons' husband, the character played by Ashley Judd, in the movie Double Jeopardy. Ugh, what a classic. What an uh, all-American classic movie that is. Oh, Double Jeopardy is an extreme good for her. Major. One Did of anyone, the finest movies ever made. I feel like Double Jeopardy is one of those movies that every family or everyone knew a family that had it on VHS. Yeah, like you've watched it when you were sick. Um, it's like a, it's like a really good, um, I think, like touchstone for a lot of people. We rewatched it recently, right? I watched yeah. it. So I actually did not see it as a kid because I wasn't allowed to watch rated R movies. And my um, my cousins had it, and I remember once. Um, I tried to watch it with them, but there was like a sex scene within like the first like four minutes of the movie, and my mom like walked in and she's like, "Nope, nope, 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 nope." So I only saw it uh, like a couple of years ago for the first time. So it's pretty fresh in my mind. Well, Nick Parsons he fakes his own death, and he basically he sets up Ashley Judd's character, so she goes to jail for it, and then she comes back when she gets out of jail. She's on parole. She uh, her friend in jail tells her, "If you haven't seen it, um, she's told in jail by her friend. Guess what? You know." you can't get convicted of killing the same person twice. So when you get out of here, you can kill him, and that's called double jeopardy. Cut it out! Um, that cut it out was for Nick Parsons. <laughs> 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 but um, uh, then she eventually gets out. She goes to New Orleans. She slips into a fabulous party. He's mm-hmm. like... Uh, he, she, he's got her, her son or, and or daughter. Yeah, he's got her son. Her son. And then um, at this party, she's like she bids on him because he's like this bachelor in New Orleans, and he's picked up an accent. And then she bids on him, and he she can't he can't see who's bidding on him. And then she like finally wins the bet, and then she walks up, and he's like he gets all nervous. And then he like bribes <laughs> some kid in a cemetery to lure her into a tomb. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, no, that's how he kill he his plays plot to killers. He like knocks her out and, and then buries her ba- alive in her, a mausoleum. Yeah, and yeah. an above ground cemetery buries her alive. Which he, is a. Uh, you know what that is? Because I don't like small spaces. Her spirit bit me. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, probably literally, too, in that mausoleum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's, like, the most famous, but I, I think hopefully that sets, uh, that makes clear what it means to fake your death. I think it's never been seen clearer than in that movie. But I want to talk also a little bit about Casey Nicole. Oh, Casey Nicole. That's with two E's. And there's a New York Times article about it. You can Google. It's, K- it's K-A-Y-C-E-E. Yeah. And she was a inspirational blogger with leukemia. Um, young, light, 19, full of life. You know, Good for her. Good for her. Yeah. Inspiration to everyone. And then for about a year, people, you know, they would call her. They would talk to her. They would send her gifts. Um, we know the story, right? And then one day they logged onto her webpage, and there was just a rose. And it's, it said, um, thank you for the love, the joy, the laughter, and the tears. We shall love you always and forever. 
Atta girl. <laughs> Everybody was crushed. Um, and it turns out that Casey was made up by this lady, uh, Debbie Swenson. Debbie Swenson. <laughs> Debbie Swenson, who um, poses her mother and just made up a girl with cancer and like started a blog. And then um, she's like a little like she's like, well, hey, um, when you start a, when you start a blog, you should be able to write about whatever you want. Um, and for this, this is like a, I give this lady the the real person Debbie and her fake uh, daughter Casey both of them get a good for her because I feel like um, when she she started doing it and then immediately she was like seeing it was going out of hand and then she was like oh shoot uh, <laughs> I don't what do you I didn't want this you know and then she yeah she was like well everyone seems to like it. And so then she just kept like writing it. And you know, she's probably got something out of it. But then this one like guy was like who ruined it for everyone was like asking her a lot of questions. And then so then she finally admitted. But the moment people like started asking questions, she was like, eh, "You're right. Eh, <laughs> you're right. I, I'm sorry." She owned it. Yeah, she owned it. owned it. Yeah. And so <laughs> I feel like uh, I don't see anything like I don't I don't have anything but like uh, nice thoughts about this lady because she she knocked it and she, she it wasn't bad. like she was, she wasn't taking money. Like from people really that much. All she was doing was just creating like this space where everyone could like feel like they were, I guess, a part of this thing. And then, um, and then uh, again, this one guy just had to ruin it. So she. How's that different from like Fifty Shades of Grey? You know, yeah, yeah just a lady at home writing. A lady. <laughs> yeah, I, really I, you know, what? I, I can't think of a few reasons off the top of my head, but. <laughs> But wait, so she wasn't taking money from people? Because there was another she took woman. a little bit of money. A little bit of money. Well, she wants to give you money as long as she's not providing a service. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I love how quickly you're moving the goalposts for this woman. Like, <laughs> well, you think she's, I love the name Casey. No, I will say, um, I, I will say, I think, I will say that Casey, C-A-Y-C-E-E, Nicole is like, she... She does get a, a, a slight pass in my book just for for the commitment to the authenticity um, for that being a nineteen year old leukemia blogger because that's um, that doesn't get that's a stroke of genius so I admire her artistry in that way. Well, but also she didn't even by the way come up with this character. This she had an actual daughter that like she saw her and her daughter her daughter and her her daughter's friends created this this persona Casey Nicole with uh, and then and then. And started on collegeclub.com. Yeah, and then her mom... Which I'm logging into immediately. And then her mom saw that they, like, didn't keep going with it. And so, excuse me, but I'm sorry the mom saw gold. And the kids were just like, oh, whatever, this is just a fun thing we're doing. And then the mom was like, well, I don't know. Let's, like, let's see where this goes. And then they, she, so she started, like, pushing that. And then she also did not even start the blog uh, that, 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 like, led to, like, all these people following this, like, journey that wasn't real. But, like, this guy was, like... Um, she, she, this guy messaged, and then she, as Casey, as the fake daughter, was like, "I used to have leukemia." Hi, <laughs> and then, uh, and then she. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> so I just went to collegeclub.com, yeah, which is where this was born out of, and it's um, College Club is the premier campus ambassador network, pairing eager and enthusiastic students with exciting and innovative companies looking to reach this influential what? demographic. So they just they just invented an influencer. Cut it out. <laughs> it's really College Club's fault. Yeah. So College yeah. Club, cut it out. Um, oh, and inventing an influencer is so hot right now. Oh, that's so hot. There's all those the fake yeah. in, people, the Instagram accounts that aren't people, but they look so real. Yeah. 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 Um, so she's ahead of the trend. She was just like like burned at the stake for being ahead of the trend. I don't know why she's not working at Google or whatever. 
Instagram, maybe. But then also, like, absolutely don't cough. Don't ca- cancer. cancer. That's like, bad. Like, that's so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. They may, yeah. Like, Cut it out! I feel Cut, terrible yeah. that we just said all that. I, no, no, I mean, like... <laughs> no, I I'm, do I'm love not that. saying... Nobody's <laughs> perfect. That by the end of this conversation, you're like, she basically had no choice but to steal her daughter's fake identity from a, like, probably scam college website it's just and then tell people that, that, that she had leukemia. It's complicated. And it's very, a lot of gray areas here. Because if you, one of those things, you look at the headline and then you're just ready to be like, oh, I can't believe that. <laughs> and then you just, she, like. She is remorseful. She's owning it. Like, she, don't, like, I mean, like, but this isn't, like, Gypsy and her mother, you know, that one story with the lady. Gypsy Rose. No, yeah, she's no, no, not actually like harming lady. an actual person. It's also like, it's not like that lady who lied about being there on 9-11 and then oh, when yeah. she was like confronted about it, she just like doubled down and then like yeah. went even further into like, you know, people's lives and stuff. This woman was confronted and then she just was like, yep, yeah, sorry. It got carried away. She probably just needed a hobby. She feels bad about it. I think this is almost, yeah, no, you know what this is? What? None of my business. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's, you know what? <laughs> that's why it's none of my business. Now, a lot of people have asked us um, where that is from. That is Olivia Newton-John. Um, just Google uh, not, none of my business, Olivia yeah. Newton-John, and uh, it's uh, later years. So for you, it's none of your business. I will double down and say <laughs> Because I think music obviously helped a lot of people who were part of it when they were part of it. And then, you know what, they find out it's not true. Okay, no one has died, really. So then what's to be mad about? What is to be mad about if nobody has died? What are you getting upset about? Yeah, this is not like Gypsy, where it's like this lady with Munchausen syndrome, like that's what I mean. But then, like, if you're following the story, I mean, yeah, then you can like you feel upset that you were sort of tricked, right? But then at the end of the day, I don't know why you can't just go back and be like, well, for that, it helped me when it helped me. And what am I gonna get all bent out of shape about? It's like catfish. Only like nobody thought like, oh, this woman's my one true love, and like. You know, like, oh, that, you know? So it's like it's like a very mild catfishing. Um, What's but wait, wait. Uh, I, wait. Okay, yeah. what I need to know to get on the good for her train on this, how much money did she, how much profit did she make off of Casey Nicole? Small gifts. Give me a ballpark. Are we talking gifts. like hundreds, <laughs> thousands? Don't worry about it. <laughs> if it were a lot of money, it would give us a figure. It Less give than us a an figure. advance for a book, which is what she essentially <laughs> wrote, but online. For them. Casey's story. For Casey's, yeah, she wrote about, she wrote, she wrote Casey's story. And she, so what, she got some money for some, like, you know, uh, frozen, um, like, frozen, what do you, what was Icy's, those frozen Icy's? I don't know what she's saying. I don't know why I'm assuming that. I'm just saying. We're going to move on. <laughs> Where do you think book advance money comes from? But this is the, uh, as far as the scope of people becoming missing persons and, like, faking yeah. their deaths. I mean, Nick Parsons, Ashley Judd's husband in Double Jeopardy, gets a huge, your spirit bit me. Shit, I, um, I yeah, get in there. And then, um, you know, uh, Casey Nicole, that's a little bit of an unnerving So just to back it up, Nick Parsons. Her spirit bit me. And then, yeah, Casey Nicole. That's why it's none of my business. Oh, oh speaking of Olivia yes. Newton-John. Yeah. Oh, my God, weird. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, I didn't plan this. Um, uh, her boyfriend, her ex-boyfriend, um, Patrick McDermott, Went missing for what years, right? Decades? Years. <laughs> but at this point, probably decades. I think we're into a de- more than a decade. But he's like living in some fishing town or something, right? Everyone knows where he is now. <laughs> okay, yeah. He didn't do it well. <laughs> yeah. 
But he um, uh, he was on and off again with Olivia Newton-John, which what a you know life. And then um, he went on a fishing trip, and then he disappeared. So then there was this huge search to find him, and I, with, I think it wasn't even like I think Dateline NBC found him really easily. Oh my god! And then um, once they found him, uh, they were able to like track it to like a representative of him, which they were like pretty sure is him. And then the representative was just like, "Please, I don't want to be a part of this like Dateline thing." Um, and then Olivia Newton-John was asked about it on like 60 Minutes, and she was like, "Well, you have questions as a human, but I've also just kind of let it go." And she was just basically yeah, saying like. Did Don't drag Olivia her? into this. Yeah, he just left her. And then she knows, too. She knows that he's been found, but she was just like, you know what? I don't really care anymore. Yeah. Um, uh, but he definitely just, he, uh, he, he like, the fishing trip, uh, everyone was, like, talking. It comes up a lot. This is a whole article we were reading. It was, like, talking about how, like, every couple of years people are like, hey, did, did anybody ever find this person? And it's just like, yeah, no, he's been found. <laughs> he's alive. Yeah, he's alive yeah. and well. <laughs> um, so I think uh, it'd be fitting for that to be. You know what? Um, I think if you know what, anytime anybody tries something and they they really try it really hard, but they mess it up. At a girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then also, um, um, and a living in John's. Oh yeah, you know what? That's makes me make my words. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what I try to communicate him with my eyes. Sorry. You know what? Maybe that's what inspired this song for her. Oh. Hell yeah. yeah I'm going to Google her. that real quick. No, yeah, because the song didn't... came out around probably the time that he would have disappeared. And that's maybe the only way you can deal with that. So. Yeah, because I bet people were asking her, where is your boyfriend who's definitely still alive in this fishing village? And she was like, listen, it's no, I don't think business. about that anymore. <laughs> yeah. And I would like just like to say to Dateline, the Datelines of the world, don't drag Olivia Newton-John into this. She's made her peace. She's moved on. She's mourned the loss. Oh, but all press is good press. <laughs> great, you know what? It's great always point. nice I, to photograph. I've, I've immediately reversed my position. I just am very protective about <laughs> Olivia. Um, they don't have the lyrics to None of My Business on even like a lyric site. So, you know, <laughs> everyone go buy it on iTunes. Yeah, we might have to mm-hmm. buy a physical copy so we can check the liner notes. Are we plugging songs? Also, get Shoe Game by Lil Mama. That's a great song. <laughs> and of course, um, Bitch and Bella Thorne. <laughs> Which do we have that ready to be our outro music when we're ready? I think yeah. So those are three of uh, my personal. Uh, I, those stood out to me um, and Viviana. We we found those to be very Together important missing person stories. Um, but we have a few more we want to talk about here. Um, yeah. So one that immediately came up for me um, that this is from, I think, one or two years ago was this woman who um, her husband hired Hitman to kill her for some reason. And they like kidnapped her, took her. To, she, was, she was in Africa at like a, a family member's funeral. They like kidnapped her, like drove her in a van, like took her to like an old dilapidated warehouse, like tied her up like saw style and then we're like oh by the way we're not actually going to kill you because we don't believe in killing women and then like and then like had her like they like called her husband and like played the message where he was like yep kill her that's what i want um (laughs) and and then they set her free because they're like we're not actually going to kill you so she like laid low for a couple of days and then flew back to australia and showed up at her own funeral (gasps) and like literally like 
rolled up as the mourners were leaving was like watching it from the window of the car waited for her husband to come out and then like got out of the car and like literally according to her said surprise i'm still alive <laughs> like to him like tapped him on the shoulder and um then that like turned him into the huge police <laughs> good for her because she did it yeah. in style you know what oh, i mean absolutely she didn't just go to the she, cop yeah. she didn't just say like um, oh, let's just, I'm so freaked out. I don't know how to handle this. She showed up in a car to yep. her own funeral and said, what? That's fabulous theatrics after it, such an emotional thing. Yep. And that's just, I mean, huge good for her. Huge good for her. Wait, and also like waited for the end of the funeral. She got to probably see all the people mourning. Um, and also this is a, she was, this is between Africa and she was living in Australia at the time. So this is like, she organized this over two continents. So brava for that for pulling that off good for her oh you know what i just realized you know what else is like a really good one of these what gone girl please oh gone girl yeah oh the gone girl girl. that's good for her oh yeah i've only seen the first half but that's all you need to you know no. no, actually, the second half is really important. It's a long movie. <laughs> but see Red Sparrow, oh, because Red Sparrow. Another, one thing I'll say about Red Sparrow, not that long. And also has a plot and a beginning and a middle and an end, and uh, this bitch understood it. So. Oh, my God. Molly's Game. Oh, I saw that on the plane over here. Isn't that great? It's a great movie. It's really great, except for the last, it totally drops the ball, the last 20 minutes um, when her dad shows up at the ice skating rink to like, and they have that conversation that's just them being like, like, I had complicated feelings about you as a child because of these exact reasons. Oh, that made me feel this way. And that's why I did all of these things in my life. Just like basically saying like all the points the movie was trying to make before that. But up until that point, I thought it was great. And Jessica Chastain, uh, incredible. You know what what I feel about Kevin Costner in any movie? Yeah. Oh. Her spirit bit me. (laughs) Absolutely. One of these days... (laughs) One of these days... We don't have time for this now. I'm going to go off on you guys about The Postman, um, written, directed, and starring Kevin Costner. Oh, yeah. Um, Isn't that him playing a post office worker? Horrifying movies I've ever seen. Oh, but it's flooded everywhere. The world's all water. Or is that Waterworld? Waterworld? That's not, it's not Waterworld, but it's, so it's also <laughs> post-apocalyptic. Um, it actually is set in Oregon, my home state, but it's like truly just like the most self-indulgent uh, crap. Yeah. I can't get, but I can't get into it right now. We'll be here all night. Yeah. Kevin Costner thinks um, he's so attractive. He does. And that he's really good at accents and he's really not good at accents. He doesn't even sound yeah. real in his regular accent. But this podcast is, is good for her. So, yeah, so we should um, we should not, yeah, not we should dwell on any more breath on Mr. Kevin Costner. Oh, you um, know what movie he's good in? Um, the Upside of Anchor, starring Joan Joan Allen. Where is Joan Allen? Where talking is about she? missing? Oh, you know, people. she was on a show um, that was so good. It was on two years ago. It's called The Family. Oh yeah, it yeah, got yeah. canceled after one season, but I made it like all my passwords. I remember I was so into it. Um, and then it was such a weird show, and Allison Pill was in it. Uh, and somebody else. <laughs> there were a lot of people in it, but then I don't know. They canceled it. Um, um, things with too many people in it. Yeah, that'll yes. be our next podcast. Stay <laughs> <laughs> the fuck tuned because next up we are discussing things. Next podcast is just oh, they um, were. Let's that? go to our um, OC correspondent um, yes. to let us know what's going on with um, the Housewives universe. Uh, Christopher Eifler, take it away. 
Hey everyone, it's Christopher, your Orange County Good for Housewives correspondent, and I know we've been talking about faking deaths on this week's episode, so that kind of made me think of what housewives uh, can I associate with that. Um, I don't want to talk about, I mean, of course, like Brooks and Vicky come up, but that's so overplayed, and this is good for her, not good for him. I don't care about Brooks' heirs anymore, even though I know he just got married to a new woman. But anyway, I thought death, and I thought the queen of death for the housewives is Leanne Locken on Real Housewives of Dallas, a show I miss so much and I know is coming back really soon because I know that they filmed confessionals for it recently. Um, I think the most fascinating thing about Leanne Locken is that she's the star of her franchise uh, of Real Housewives of Dallas, but she has nothing going on in her personal life. I mean, Bethany has Puerto Rico and Skinny Girl. You know, Kyle Richards and Lisa have their stuff and, you know, other cities have... Uh, their businesses and whatever. Leanne has nothing going on. And and we have to remember, she's a professional, motivational speaker. That is her job. That doesn't have a storefront. That doesn't have anything. So, you know, her body is her business. Her voice is her business. And so I went through her uh, Twitter, and I just thought we'd play... I have a little segment called, What is Leanne Locking Up To? So, uh, well, she just celebrated uh, Key West Pride with Kim Zolciak, uh, I know I, I know Kim Zolciak sang her a song. Uh, I'm not sure which, um, but I, I saw the video, and she looked wonderful. Uh, Leanne Locken is beautiful, and her season two look was amazing, her confessional look, and I can't wait for her season three. What else? Uh, she rode on the back of a yellow convertible sports car with a giant rainbow butterfly wings and looked queer and iconic. And... Uh, Oh, yeah, Leanne Locken is coming out with Leanne TV. And this is real. It's hashtag LTV. And it's, I guess she's creating her own web series. Um, and it's, 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 she's marketing it, and there's, there's cover photos and everything and a photo shoot. There's no episodes online. I looked. There's, a few, there's like a few things on her YouTube channel from a year ago, but there's no LTV right now. But stay tuned because hashtag LTV is coming. And let's see. Uh, oh, she swam with dolphins on her birthday uh, with her husband and her best friend. Um, oh, there's this thing that she does called hashtag uh, Southern Sayings Explained. And I kind of want to play a little game show with you guys to see if you can guess the Southern saying that Leanne Locken answers. This is what she does on Twitter mostly. This is almost most. This is almost all of her tweets are explaining Southern sayings. So if Bethany has Puerto Rico, Leanne has hashtag Southern Sayings Explained. So let's do a couple. A little game show. First one, road hard and put up wet. Do, 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 five, four, three, two, one. It, me- it means not enough sleep or too much alcohol, according to Leanne Locken. Second one, that dog won't hunt. Can you guess it? Can you guess it? Leanne Locken says it means that is a bad plan. The third one. Ain't got the good sense God gave a rock. Can you guess it? According to Queen of Real Housewives of Dallas, Leanne Locken, it means not very smart. That's my best Leanne impression. It's not that good. But she had a lot of ones that weren't so Southern that I thought were really funny. Uh, Drunk as a skunk. I think that's pretty common. That's not Dallas-specific. And she had hold your horses. She felt the need to explain. And uh, my favorite one, she explained the phrase, the classic Southern phrase, biting off more than you can chew. 
which she says means taking on too much, which, you know what, Leanne Locken, good for you. Good for her. It is taking on too much, which Leanne Locken often does, and I think that's why we see her kind of break down on camera a lot, is she takes on a lot. Leanne, go on a vacation. Well, you know what? She's just celebrating Key West Pride, so she's having fun right now. Let's see. Oh, my favorite tweet that I saw was, uh, quote, are we connected on LinkedIn? And then she just threw up her LinkedIn profile uh, to connect with her on LinkedIn. And she, all of hers are like, are we friends on Facebook? Are we likers on Twitterers? Are we, you know, all that stuff. Um, she loves celebrating every hashtag holiday. You know, she celebrated hashtag World Turtle Day uh, with a picture of a turtle. Hashtag uh, Donut Day with a gif of dancing donuts. She celebrated hashtag National Smile Day with Heidi and Dylan. If Heidi and Dylan isn't at least a friend of for season three of Royal Housewives of Dallas, I will be very effing upset and have a lot of effing words with Andy effing Cohen. Let's see. Oh, last, very last. My kind of underdog favorite housewife, maybe season three she'll be my favorite, but Deandra is now a Kettle One spokeswoman. Go on her Instagram. She looks gorgeous. She's holding a bottle of Kettle One, and it's some tropical flavor, and she's wearing a big uh, kind of like floral tropical dress. She looks gorgeous, and so good for her. Good for Deandra Simmons. Good for her. All right, thank you guys so much. See you next week. And now we are back. Thank, Thank you, you so much. You can follow Christopher Eifler at Eifler Tower on Twitter. Yes. Uh, and then Christopher, he's great. Just check him out. Yeah. Um, thank you for tuning in. Yes, uh, third episode. Robert, you had something you wanted to tell everyone? Oh, yeah. I just wanted to give a shout out to my friends Matt and Jillian, who had me on their podcast, which aired... Um, with this aired, it was like three weeks ago, I think. Um, and their podcast is called the All Things Cozy Podcast. Um, they've been doing it for about a year. And they just talk about like cozy culture, cozy books. They do, they often review like cozy mystery novels because there's all those mystery no book series that are like the kitten murders or like the, the snowshoe murders or whatever. Uh, but it's like very cute and very funny. And they've had me on a couple times and I was on this last episode to talk about uh, keeping cozy uh, well on social media, um, which is a challenging topic, but we, I think, had some, hammered out some great points for everyone. So please go give their podcast a listen because they are really great. We love cozy things. Um, yes, yeah, so um, subscribe, share, yes. uh, follow us um, at THNK1994. Uh, we just released a new t-shirt that says Tiffany Pollard invented the internet. Um, it's the hottest shirt of summer. Check it out. Um, and then we'll have all of our social in like the, um, the thing where you write down stuff. Yeah. On the yeah. <laughs> and thank you to Abby and Mia, our producers. Um, yes. Check we, like, them out. We will also link to them. Yeah. We're, we're like sending this to them at like the last possible second. I sent them a crazy email from my like dinner that I was having in Brazil. I had entire bottle of wine in so thank you guys <laughs> <laughs> um the we the tiffany polar exhibit is closing to by the time this is out yeah um so you've missed it but we'll have another exhibit <laughs> soon and matt and i are going to be in portland for a few weeks just being there so come say hi to us if you live there call us or something oh will you guys say hi to oregon for me Yes, we um, DM Tanya Harding, and we're just on Instagram, and uh, we're like, "Hey, can we take it to lunch?" And she has not looked at it, 
So oh. think good thoughts. Well, you know what? No news is good news if she hasn't looked at it. Absolutely. Okay. Um, thank you. And um, you, uh, Bitch and Bella Thorne? Oh, yeah. We'll play it out with uh, from, uh, the song that certainly defined my youth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about everybody else. Um, it is called Bitch and Bella Thorne. <sighs> Are you ready? Oh, you work, Mark, bitch. Bitch, bitch, bitch and Bella Thorne. 